You are listening to the Daily Treasure Podcast, produced by Sharon Betters and Mark Inc. Ministries. I'm your narrator, Roberta Dosa. Today's guest writer is Barbara Thompson. Today's devotional is called My Good Neighbor's Story. Today's treasure, but he, the expert in the law, wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Luke 10, 29. We read the familiar parable of the Good Samaritan and along with the expert in the law frequently miss the point. At least I did until God sent me a good neighbor. I missed the fact that I identify more with the expert in the law than with the Good Samaritan. Three decades ago, justifying myself, I said, of course, I have no problem with an African-American neighbor next door. After all, I was a social worker and had many colleagues and experiences beyond my own white culture. Thirty years later, I am privileged to tell parts of the story of my good neighbor, to whom I am a debtor. In the early days, we worked away from home, were parenting teenagers, were involved in our churches, and leading busy lives. We had occasional conversations from our car windows and frequent waves across the yard. At a neighborhood dinner, I sat with Edwina and began to hear her story. She is the great-granddaughter of enslaved persons who lived on one of the most famous plantations near where the movie Steel Magnolias was filmed. And she's the great-granddaughter of a Chinese physician who was brought to Louisiana to treat enslaved people who were not treated by the white doctors. Edwina's heritage is easily identifiable, especially in the African-American community. And as we grew in friendship, I learned more about her experience of mixed-race heritage. Edwina increasingly became real to me, and not just another person with whom I have no connection. She and I often discussed movies, When she told me of her experience of a Tyler Perry movie, which had greatly impacted her, I saw the movie. This was my introduction to her experience as a black woman. The story of Edwina is multidimensional and complex. I learned that she was the first black high school student in a small paper mill town. She shared her experiences of loneliness, bullying, exclusion, and fear. And the most remarkable part of Edwina's challenging story is her unpacking of how God has worked each struggle and experience for His own glory and her good. I began this devotional with my confession of what a good neighbor I was to Edwina. I end with this confession. I am a debtor to Edwina because she trusted me with her story. And let me sit with her as she cared for and buried her husband. Pray with her as her son was deployed to the Middle East on multiple occasions. Shared with me her adorable grandchildren and continues to call me sister and neighbor as we FaceTime. When we treasure the stories of others, God opens the eyes of our hearts to rejoice and mourn and to see dividing walls of hostility demolished. In the place of walls are bridges to our good neighbors. 
Lord, work in our hearts that we may read the parable of the Good Samaritan with a fresh perspective, repenting of our I've got this attitude. Give us eyes to see our good neighbors and have our hearts melted by the gospel. Your story. Look over the story you are writing and consider the characters in your story. Who are you? And how are others in your story identified? How is the Spirit working in your story to lead you to repentance and forgiveness? Friends, thanks so much for joining us for week three of our Daily Treasure podcast, What She Said series. And I know that Barbara Thompson, our guest writer, is encouraging you to walk by faith and to dig deeper into knowing Jesus and how to share your faith with others. You know, I don't know about you, but as I was growing up, I had a vision of what my life would look like. I think most of us do. We make big plans and we think that we're not going to be like those who end up having a lot of hard times, painful times. But when we reach that season of life, that older season of life, it might be that we struggle with bitterness or depression or discontent because life was nothing like we expected. And I wonder, and maybe you wonder too, is there a way to trade in the bitterness for contentment and joy? And is it even possible to flourish as we age? Well, those of you who've been around for a while know that Susan Hunt and I co-authored a book called Aging with Grace, Flourishing in an Anti-Aging Culture. And at the end of each of those chapters, we had a woman who was 70 or older share what flourishing in an anti-aging culture looks like for her. And one of those storytellers is our guest writer, Barbara Thompson. And she is also the guest for this Help and Hope podcast. And in that conversation that Barbara and I had, we talk about expectations and plans and and goals for our lives and how maybe when we don't meet those expectations, they can influence our flourishing in old age. In our conversation, Barbara describes how life didn't turn out the way she expected when she decided caring for her elderly parents was not a chore, but a calling. Saying yes to being their caregiver meant saying no to opportunities to continue speaking at national and local women's events, as well as having an active role in the women's ministry of her denomination. And in our conversation, she also talks about how her marriage didn't just survive this very challenging time, but actually thrived in the middle of those hard places. I want you to hear this conversation with Barbara. Go to helpandhopenow.org. That's helpandhopenow.org. And look for my conversation with Barbara Thompson. I'm Sharon Betters. Thanks so much for joining us. And I look forward to being with you tomorrow.